You know, having sensitive skin makes finding skincare products so difficult. It is. But today's sponsor, OneSkin, makes it easy. Their topical supplements are formulated with soothing ingredients and natural antioxidants. And they're gentle enough to use every day, even if you have sensitive skin. And it was founded by an all-female team of scientists. OneSkin's products are backed by extensive lab and clinical data to validate their efficacy and safety on all skin types. Their topical supplements are the easiest way to keep your skin healthy and hydrated without all the harsh ingredients or irritation found in other skincare products. In a third-party 12-week clinical study performed by third-party research organization OS01 Face was clinically proven to strengthen the skin barrier, improve skin health markers, and diminish visible signs of aging. Like wrinkles were diminished in 87% of users. One Skin is the world's first skin longevity company by focusing on the cellular aspects of aging one skin keeps your skin looking and acting younger for longer get started today with 15 percent off using code tco at oneskin.co that's 15 percent off oneskin.co with code tco after your purchase they'll ask you where you heard about them please support the show and tell them we sent you no matter your size physically it doesn't tell you how physically fit the person is And yet we were being judged on more so how skinny we were than actual physical fitness. And as Miss America, as Miss DC, I never go anywhere in just my swimsuit. So (laughs) I think there was just the logical reasons of like, why are we doing this? Why are we making these girls parade around in a swimsuit? Who is this for? What does it really accomplish? And ultimately, I'm glad that they realized why are we making these girls do this to be able to continue their education and realize that it doesn't really match up with what they are about. It's more than just your output, more than a bike. When you hear your shout out, you know it's all right. Put on your magic pants and let's go. We're cruising into the power zone. Welcome to the Clip Out Podcast, episode 231. This is Crystal O'Keefe. And this is Tom O'Keefe. So October is almost over. It is. Which, yeah, I don't know if you know how time works. That means November is next. Mm-hmm. And, I, I do know okay, that. Okay, just didn't want to get out ahead of anybody. And uh, Thanks for mansplaining that No to problem. Me. That's okay. what I'm here for. So in, in case you don't know, mansplaining is when a man tries. Oh, my God. Oh, sorry. <laughs> uh so uh, we're going to be in Boston over Thanksgiving. Yes, we're we are. We're actually going to have Thanksgiving dinner at Plymouth. Yes, I'm super excited. It's going to be fun. So we are more American than everybody else. <laughs> well, I think I think it just means we're bigger nerds than okay. anybody else. Or that. Yeah, we're b- pretty sure. I'll meet you halfway. We're bigger American nerds than everybody else. I'll take it. Okay. So we were thinking if we have any Boston listeners that want to hang out, I mean, we would do that. So we posted a thing in the group about it, but we need some help finding a place. We were thinking Dave and Buster's, although it'd be nice to find a place with maybe a little bit more Boston flavor. Yeah. But we had the kids in tow, so we're trying to figure out something. And they're 15 and 17. So at Dave and Buster's, we could be like, here's money. Go play video games. And they're not bored by their parents' podcast, right? To them, they're just like, whatever. Yeah. But if anybody has any other ideas, please uh, shoot us a message or chime in on the the thread in our uh, Facebook group. Yeah, definitely. We would appreciate it. So we're going to be there and do all the touristy things. And we thought it'd be fun to kind of hang out with people. Yeah. So um, anyway, if you're interested, let us know. 
I guess besides that, what do you have in store for people this week? Well, we're going to talk about some financial reports that uh, Peloton posted this week. We mm. also are going to talk about, of course, Dancing with Stars. Sure. Uh, we have a visit from Dr. Jen, and she talks about dealing with changing fitness levels as you age. Uh, we're going to talk about the new instructors, and we also have a visit from Angelo at MetPro, and he talks about how to handle backsliding after you have weight loss, like if you start doing things like, I don't know, binging cookies. And then we have updates on like a billion things going on with the instructors. So, so much. Yes. Yes. So uh, before we get to all that, shameless plugs, don't forget we're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts, you can find us. While you're there, be sure and rate and review and uh, follow us so you never miss an episode. We have a new review. Ooh. This is from Saw A4444444444444444. I might have one too many or one too few fours. Okay. Just... They saw a four. In case there's someone else with an adjacent name. Right. With all the fours. Right. Uh, They say, my favorite podcast. I've been listening to your awesome podcast for a little over a year. I ordered my Peloton in April 2020. As soon as I saw the virus wasn't going away anytime soon. Peloton, your wonderful, funny, engaging podcast. John Mills, Dr. Jen Man, and Angelo have kept me going happily in an otherwise strange year. I even joined MetPro. Ah! Right after your interview with Angelo and dropped about 14 more pounds. So congratulations. I love your humor and Peloton knowledge. And Crystal, your laugh makes this my favorite podcast. Oh, thank you. I hope to see you at homecoming someday if I ever have them again. Uh, Me uh, too, girl. Thanks for all you do. Stephanie Adams and her uh, leaderboard name is Woodsy44. Only two fours to keep track of there. Okay. Okay. So I feel like four is a really big number in Stephanie's life. Stephanie, if you'd like to reach out to us and explain that, we would love to know what is up with the four. I'm yes. really curious. But you only need to explain it once. You don't need to explain it four times. Right. Agreed. Just to be clear. Agreed. Yes. Thank you for the very kind yes. review. Thank you very much. Also, we have a Facebook page if you want to keep up with us throughout the week. Facebook.com slash the clip out. While you're there, like the page, join the group. And of course, you can sign up for our newsletter at theclipout.com where you can have all the links and things like that emailed to you in one easy to digest digest <laughs> yeah, um, that works sure and finally we have a youtube channel youtube.com slash the clip out where you can follow us or i think it's subscribe over there mm-hmm. they're still saying subscribe not mm-hmm. follow but don't cost nothing and uh you can watch all of these episodes on your computer tv wherever you watch youtube stuff you can watch us instead of merely listen so uh there's all that let's dig in shall we we shall Run, lift, and live with John Mills. So uh, joining us today via the magic of ZoomTube is John Mills. Hey, John, how's it going? Hi. What is going on? It's uh, it's halfway through the week, and I am pretty stoked <laughs> about that. Crystal pretty is a uh, wipe because she just did her first ever tonal live not her first or no, second this is my second but her, a tonal oh, live God. workout i did and I so did. she finished it like seconds before we started recording this so yeah wow. yeah i had to like go get the hair dryer pretend to look normal <laughs> throw some makeup on pretend to look decent <laughs> i was 
look kind of cool. The lives look kind of cool. I saw a couple of them online. That's oh, pretty cool. They're really, really fun. Really fun. Yeah. Love it. That's cool. Uh, so, what do we got going on here? Well, I guess we will start with where we've been starting every week, which is talking about <laughs> Cody Rigsby and Dancing with the Stars. Did you get to watch this week, John? Oh, yeah. I was all ingrained. Like, my eyes were, like, just stuck to the sky. I mean, it was crazy. JoJo Siwa just, like, blew it all up. Like, it, I'm become a fan. I'm all, now I'm like a Dancing with the Stars fan. <laughs> it's craziness. It's she craziness. did do a great job. She was, uh, that was her second week in a row with a uh, perfect score. But I feel like the exciting moment of the night for all of the Peloton fans was when Cody, when he performed. And, right. uh, he killed it and it showed yes. in the score. They were they were right. handing out those high scores again, but this time Cody got one. <laughs> Cody and Cheryl got a nice high score of 36. That's so. right. Cody blew it all up. That was awesome. He's way up at the top when they kind of combined all the scores. I love that. Yes. So yeah, I loved it. Yeah. Uh, then Iman came out there and like scared us all to death. I, I like know. that. Whenever he like you know, threw her around the stage, like in that picture right there, like that's amazing. <laughs> that is amazing. Yeah. I think everything they did in the choreography of that was like so creative, which gets me back to the point. I don't know. If, you know, Cheryl, I don't know. So I know? guess this week was the first week I really got that Cheryl was the one who's making up the choreography for their dances. I, know. I didn't. Know I ain't trying to hate. No, I know. Just, I don't know. <laughs> Cheryl's it just, it choreography. Didn't... I don't know. Yeah. Well, you know, um, it's interesting because we talked about last week that Cody seemed a little separate from Cheryl. And I feel like right. he really worked on that this week. Yes. Uh, and the yes. choreography worked for the two of them. Yes. But I thought mm -hmm. it was interesting that one of the articles that came up this week was that Cody, did I not include this one, Tom? I apologize if I didn't include it. But there was an article about Cody choosing not to dance with the same sex partner yeah, like JoJo I, did. You did Saw include that. that. I had it stacked for later, but we can talk about it here. Oh, okay. Sorry. It felt appropriate here. Sure. But um, I feel like he said in the article that he didn't feel like he really had time to even consider that. Like in the negotiations, yeah. it was like, do you want to do this? And, you know, he didn't really have time to think about the big picture. It was just like, go, go, go. But he was saying that like, Absolutely. Had he had a chance to think about it, he would have done that as well. Yeah, he. W I. I briefly read this article, and he said he didn't even think of that it was an option. He just assumed that it was like traditional dancing, and it's going to be boy girl, and like that's the extent of it. Like it wasn't a political statement one way or the other. It was just like, right. oh, I didn't even think about it. Right. Yeah. Right. I don't because because I think jo since JoJo was the first person that's done that, it wasn't it wasn't like it was top of mind that that's even a possibility. Right. They didn't know it was a possibility until JoJo did it. Right. Um, right. But I think that maybe his connection might feel different if he was with a same sex partner I is where I was kind of going with all of that. I agree. I agree. And I think it would have also you know, I, there would have been more buzz around it. As you're saying, he, he may have had a closer connection. I think all of it would have been positive had he thought of that. But, you know. I get why he wouldn't have. That wasn't traditionally how the show works. So absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. You can't fault him for not thinking of that. And, and right. you know, I don't say that to negate what Cheryl's done. I feel like there, she's a great partner. And even if right. even if I'm not always like thrilled with the choreography, I think she's been amazing and really, really yes. supportive of Cody. I think absolutely. also, even if he had thought of it, it probably would be difficult 
this was a level up for him. And when you first get there, it's hard to instantly go to, but I want to do it all different. Yeah, that's a really good point. And even though Jojo Siwa is probably 10 or 15 years younger than him, like it's not as much of a level up for her because she's had a television show and she tours and she does, you know, she's operated within that arm of the industry in a way that he hasn't. And so she probably felt like she could, I don't know if I want to say make a demand like it was a bitchy thing, but like, yeah, but, but, right. but she can say, well, here's how I would approach this. Yes or no. Yeah. You know, right. Right. Yeah. Either and- way, I think that he's becoming, you can see, I mean, he's getting more comfortable in this. Sure. Absolutely. He is. He, he killed it. He so. did. He did. They both did a great yeah. job. And I will mm-hmm. also say about Jojo, you know, she's probably just more comfortable with negotiations in general, and she might even have a manager who was the one right. that suggested it from a PR standpoint. You never even, you never know, you know? Right. That's a good point. Yeah. So moving along, we uh, saw had an interesting article uh, from CNBC about Peloton or the gym and how more people are choosing both. Yeah. And what that means for the fitness industry. Yeah. Isn't that interesting? I mean, the, the idea that first, I think they have numbers in this article about um, how Connected Fitnesses and Peloton specifically, how they've been growing over the first eight months. That I, I think they use the term of eight months of this year. And they see that they're still growing, but people are going back to the gyms as well. They talk in this article about, I think they were talking about Planet Fitness and they're they're still down like some 8% of their the standard usage of the gym from the 2019 year. But I mean, they're pretty much back to normal. So if people are back at the gym, but people are still buying Connected Fitness equipment, like what is what is that telling us? Like, so the, ultimately, they're saying, well, they're believing that the go forward is going to be more of a hybrid approach where people are kind of doing both. I don't know. And maybe that's all going to augment, too, as you know, time passes. But it was interesting. It seems like that would be difficult to sustain financially. Mm-hmm. Like that's a lot of monthly right. financial commitments to carry both a gym membership and a Peloton membership. And so I get that people probably like the idea of like, well, there are things that I want to do at the gym that I can't do with just my Peloton. And so see the advantage. But and and I don't know much about gym memberships. Is it possible to have like a lesser tier gym membership that you just go in to do a certain thing? It is. And, you know, like if you just want to lift their weights, like you pay a a lower amount so you can. It's not really. Most of them aren't based on that. But what they're based on is how many locations you want access to. Mm -hmm. Sometimes they'll do things like if you want access to the pool, that's a different tier. Or if you want more family members, that's a different tier. But it's it's can also be like how many different gyms that you want to have access to. So I kind of can't help but wonder if it's just that some people might even be getting double counted because in a typical Peloton household, right, you might have, let's just say you have, you know, the nuclear standard family of, you know, two parents and 2.5 children, and maybe some of them are going to the gym and maybe some of them are using the Peloton. So I don't know that this is really accurate. I don't know that they're really capturing the real numbers. Plus, how hard is it to quit the gym? Like, maybe they just turned all these people's numbers, these memberships back on. And they're like, yeah, yeah, everybody's coming back. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Some gyms are like, yeah, extremely. I went through that. So, yeah, some are really (laughs) difficult. And then when you think you canceled, you may not have. Yeah. yeah. Better double check your bank account. It's still coming out. <laughs> yeah, they, so, it can get pretty ugly. It's, it a, it's a little bit of a shady business model they got going on right, over right. there. But my thought also was if people are going back to the gym, I don't know whether or not or how much they are. Let's, let's say that really is occurring, but we're still having connected fitness 
growing. Mm-hmm. You know how like the connected fitness space is, has started to kind of get crowded. You keep seeing new players. My thought was, does this start us down a path where connected fitness, these smaller players start to kind of consolidate if the gym is going to be more in play than we thought before? Right. That, I, I definitely I don't question. know. I don't know if that has anything to do with the gym specifically, but I think I think that we're definitely going to see consolidation in the space. I don't I don't see how we can't. There's just there's too right. many new players and they're not getting enough traction because they all have to, to be to compete. They all have to do all of the different verticals. Right. And that's right. That's that's a lot. That's well, a lot to do. Didn't we right. see one of the connected fitness brands partner with the gym. Not We've too seen long a couple ago? of those. Let's see. One of them, so that form is like, is that Barry's boot camp they're doing? They did some with Barry's. You're right. Yeah. yeah that's and then right. I think and there have been others too. Yeah, I can't remember them all. There has. And mm-hmm. so that is probably the consolidation that you're talking about, John. I guess that's, that is happening. That's like mm-hmm. they didn't buy form, but they're finding ways to team up and bring their content to the gym. Right. And so, and vice versa. I don't know. I have mixed feelings about this. I feel like to me, this is more of a signal that Peloton is really going to have to bring their A game when it comes to the strength component, because mm-hmm. I think people are still going to the gym because they still want all those different strength machines. And there's a lot of people because Tonal is an amazing machine. But I know right. there are people that think, oh, I need more than 200 pounds, even if they don't right. need more yeah. than 200 pounds. They think right. they do. Yeah, chances and, are right. you don't. Yeah. 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 <laughs> exactly. With all due respect. No. No, you don't. No, <laughs> you go lift the Tonal, then we'll talk right. about it. <laughs> I mean, LeBron James is using it. Calm down. Yeah. But my point being, there's a lot of people that are like, uh, you know, I don't I don't really know that I'm going to get anything out of this tonal. Or maybe they're right. like, well, then I got to pay a whole nother membership fee. Right. And now you're looking at the gym, which a lot of gyms you can get for 20 or 30 dollars a month with very stripped down. You know, it's a very basic right. gym, but you can get those weights. So then it does make more sense to have both. And so I think Peloton is going to to me, they need to do more than what I see on their plan for strength like what they have planned is not going to cut it yeah i hear you i agree with that you know there was a person in my group that was thinking that this growth going back to the gym kind of uh, pattern was just things are opening back up we're seeing that for the moment and they're thinking you know it's going to go back to people coming back home they saw this as just another kind of lump in the wave like a blip i don't know yeah that i mean that could be that could be. It's like, I I mean, I at the time when the pandemic started, I didn't want to go see a movie again in the movie theater. But now I'm like, oh, mm. we can go to the movies again. And <laughs> Yeah, it's one of those things where like once you get over the hump and do it and don't die, yeah. you're like, mm-hmm. OK, yeah. this can be navigated. Right. But I guess if you have a gym membership and you like to spin class, Peloton is still right. a better value than going to two spin right. classes a month. And you right. can do it. You know, you have the flexibility of doing it on your own schedule and you don't have to fight. Right. For that space Yeah And right. you know In the class At 6am on a Tuesday When you would rather Do it at yeah. 6.30 On a Wednesday Right And right. so I'm You know So I mean I, I guess from a value Standpoint It still right. Is worth it For a lot of people Oh for sure Absolutely for sure. Absolutely And I and that's the thought That was the thought In that statement It was like Maybe they're running back now But then that will click The value And then they'll just Then they'll, they'll be like This is too much trouble I don't want to drive <laughs> to the gym trouble. I don't yeah. want to fight For a parking spot I already had that experience At home Let me go back Yeah exactly yeah. Want to roll out of bed At 6am and work out <laughs> And uh, speaking of Your monthly fee Android Authority Had an interesting Opinion piece About the future Of smart business Is subscriptions But it shouldn't be Yeah 
That's Thoughts. an interesting article. Yeah. I know. They're like, well, you don't need any more <laughs> subscriptions. And I, I'm not sure that I agree with that. I mean, um, I think the future of pretty much everything is going to be subscriptions. Me too. Right? Like, Absolutely. It's, every business yeah. is trying to pivot to some sort of subscription model. And so, yeah. I, I mean, I, there's I, just more money to be made. Yeah. I, mean, I, yes. I, I think you're fighting against the tide ultimately in terms of just being against the subscription model. But, but I think what this person I, is actually trying to say is that there are brands like that work with a subscription or without. And then there are brands that only work if you have a subscription. So like he taught they talk about Peloton and that the bike still works, right? You and you could use even the the lower tiered, but the bike itself will still work. And so will Tonal and so you could still do Fight Camp even if you don't have the subscription. But right. some of them like Whoop, if you don't have the subscription, it doesn't work at all. Like it, right, it does right. nothing for you. Like but they you're give just wearing you the, a bracelet. But they give you the Whoop. They do. So you don't Technically buy the equipment so that's the only Way they're going to make money Exactly (laughs) exactly Exactly. (laughs) I mean if you think about it Our printer has a subscription Service for Christ's sake they're like Hey when your ink gets low just trust us uh, Give us your credit card and we'll send you some more And it's just like what yeah Everything's going towards that model Everywhere we go I'm in San Diego And my dad's like look I'm paying $29 a month. I can wash my car whenever. Right? <laughs> yes, or like, exactly. Or like, or like Eric is going, yeah, I got this subscription to stars. I'm like, I thought we had every channel with cable. <laughs> no, in order for me to see Raising Canaan, I got to buy stars. I mean, it, everything yeah. is like, so I think that I get, you know, the idea of the article scrutinizing where are all these subscription fees going and the, the component of this where they're going if you're kind of locked into a particular brand via their subscription, does that limit their need to innovate as much? Like, sure, like it does. They kind of sure. went deeper into that. And I kind of, I get the question, I get the thought of scrutinization, but I don't think it's going anywhere. Well, and the whole idea of like, oh, fitness shouldn't have a subscription model. What do you call the gym? Well, like what? But, <laughs> like, but this, this the, is the gym is a subscription right? model, and I tell you, right? I bet you Peloton's a lot easier to cancel than your gym is. Yeah, it is. Mm. But you know what really mm-hmm. irritates me about this is this guy's like, all you need to do is just work out. You don't need somebody to tell you how. You're you're right, dude. You know what? I could you know do what? that, but here's the problem: I never did. So like, you can sit there and say that all you want. But this right. is literally the only thing that's ever worked for me. This level of engagement. And so right. I will gladly pay for it. That is a service that, right. that I feel is worth it. And if he doesn't, then fine. I don't know. It just seems like a yeah. grumpy curmudgeon to me. I think he yells <laughs> at people to get off his lawn. Of what you just said, that, I mean, that hits it. That's a direct kind of benefit that you're going to get from Total specifically having that uh, mechanism that's going to tell you exactly what to do, going to spot you. It's going to you know give you a program. It's going to tell you, you know, all of those benefits from a Total that you just don't. That's harder to at home. Yeah. Trying to look on yeah. the internet. That's a critical one. So, yeah, I, I thought that was kind of silly as well, the way he kind of framed that. But I, I get overall oh, I do the scrutinization too. of all kinds of like subscriptions all over the place. It I is frustrating it. when you feel like everybody's coming at you for a monthly fee. Yes. Like it right, starts right. to like it starts to weigh on you. Get this. Right. Get this. OK, so the kids, the kids are on a thing called Discord where they chat all the time. Well, now right. Discord has a monthly fee because now you can pay nine ninety nine nine a month so that you can right. make your own custom emojis. 
Oh, jeez. Mm-hmm. I guess if I was 14, that would be enticing. I know. But, oh, well, unfortunately, we have a 15-year-old, and that's <laughs> very enticing. Is that how that kids are? I used to go home and go, Mom, can I get 25 cents? Right. Now they're going, Mom, inflation. can you pay $9.99 a month? It's like, inflation. It's different yeah. now, huh? It's different now. <laughs> <laughs> and you know the thing that is, is when, you tar- when you target kids with something like that it's going to go on their parents credit card and the kid's going to lose interest and then how long is that going to live on the kid on the yes. parents credit card yeah like that's you know that's the fright the 10 next, years later right the next what is this? Bus- <laughs> here's my next business model here's what i'm inventing oh here we go I, somebody needs to figure out i have the idea someone needs to figure out how to do all the stuff okay okay for 10 bucks a month uh-huh <laughs> John's scared. <laughs> I'll have a subscription monitoring service and it will go through and tell you which of the subscriptions you need you forgot about that you Dude, should cancel. Dude, it already exists. Oh god. Oh, it already exists. That's a you thing. Know, I think that's a thing. It is. But that that subscription service sounds like a mad hater. <laughs> like does. every other subscription service should be all upset at that one service. Right? <laughs> it's all That's- like it's a financial institution one. Like uh, that <laughs> that app called Mint. That's one of the services they provide. They're like, we will look at your uh, transactions, and if you're you have this stuff and it's going on for a long time, we'll, we're going to call your attention to it. You know, so like if they all have to go to some global. <laughs> Subscription surface conference. Everyone else should sit at a different table from them. And just like, no, we're not talking to you. We're not talking to you. No, we're not talking to them. (laughs) But I guess I have a subscription service for my car, for my home, (laughs) yeah, for my electric. You do, you do (laughs) exactly. Just about how you frame it, I suppose. Yeah. Well, John, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, Until next week, where can people find you? They can find me on Facebook, Run, Lift, and Live, my page or my group. They can find me on Instagram, Run, Lift, and Live. Oh, they can find me on the Tickety Talk. Don't forget about that Tickety Talk. (laughs) Tickety Talk? One day I'm going to stop calling it the Tickety Talk, but it just sounds so fun. It is. It's it's Um, more fun than TikTok. (laughs) Or or they can find me at runliftandlive.com. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you. Thanks a lot. (laughs) Bye. See you later. So the holidays are almost upon us. If you're looking for a gift that maybe the whole family can use, you should look into Fight Camp. It's perfect for the fitness lover in your life. It uh, brings the best workout in the world into your home and makes it fun. You can learn to box and kickbox from home with access to world-class programming, elite trainers, premium equipment, and smart technology that turns your workout into an interactive experience. That's right. And they have thousands of classes. They add new workouts each week, so you're always going to find something new. They even just redid all of their workout, like the backgrounds and how they do everything. It's amazing. They also have paths so if you have no boxing experience or very little boxing experience fight camp has your back they've created programs specifically designed to teach you the basics of boxing and kickboxing so you can build a strong foundation it's also great for brain fitness boxing requires focus it's precise combinations push you to think about every punch you throw it's the ultimate way to clear your mind and forget you're working out not to mention it relieves stress fight camp comes with all the gear you need to start boxing from home And it includes a free standing punching bag, boxing gloves, quick hand wraps, and smart punch trackers. Now is the best time to get your fight camp. Take advantage of their holiday deal going on now. If you purchase this November, you'll get an additional pair of gloves for free. Just go to joinfightcamp.com slash clip 
To get an additional pair of gloves for free all November, go to joinfightcamp.com slash clip. That's joinfightcamp.com slash clip. Getting this psychological edge with Dr. Jen. Joining us once again is Dr. Jen Mann, licensed marriage, family, and child therapist and sports psychology consultant. You may know her from VH1's Couples Therapy with Dr. Jen or VH1's Family Therapy with Dr. Jen or her long-running radio show, The Dr. Jen Show. She's written four best-selling books, including The Relationship Fix, Dr. Jen's Six-Step Guide to Improving Communication, Connection, and Intimacy. It's Dr. Jen. Hello. Hi. Hello. So good to have you back. We have a question from Shelly Gherkin. She would like to know, how can we mentally reconcile naturally declining athletic capability as we age? She says over the past decade, she's experienced decreasing speed, stamina, and the ability to effectively recover. How can she reset her vision of what fitness looks like in her 50s and beyond without feeling like a former athlete? I think she asked a great question. And whether it is in your 50s, your 60s, your 70s, every once in a while, I'll see someone in their 70s or even 80s on the leaderboard, which excites me to no end and gives me hope. <laughs> uh, but I, I think, first of all, you will, I would say if you're in, in, encountering this in your 50s, the first thing you want to do is meet with your doctor, make sure everything is okay. The second thing is that you want to do is reevaluate whatever your regimen that you're doing is, because you may be overtraining. And a lot of the time I see people not recovering as well or hitting the wall because they're overtraining. And there's a tendency when you don't see yourself getting better of going, well, then I need to do more. And sometimes what you need to do is less. Sometimes what you need to do is alternate better between maybe the bike and the tread or a strength day versus a cardio day or have do more stretching. So I think it's really important to reevaluate your entire exercise plan to, and I would do this with an expert. I would do this with someone who is a trainer or a sports physiologist to kind of look at what is actually age-related athletic decline versus what is overtraining or not hitting a good balance of strength, flexibility, cardio, etc. So I think that that's key because if you're in your in your 50s, there are plenty of people who continue to increase in their stamina at that age, believe it or not. Then if it's not any of that, and if it is just something where you've kind of peaked to some degree as an athlete, I think that what you want to do is, is look at me is how do I maintain? And again, am I overtraining? I think that that's one of the key questions to ask here because I see a lot of people. Look, there are a lot of people who I follow on social media who are Peloton fanatics like I am, who are training so many miles. Like, I mean, there are some people that I see that I just like, I can't believe what they're doing and more power to them if that works for them and their bodies. But I think you have to be really careful that you're not comparing yourself to someone who's doing like 200 miles a week and going, oh, I that's what I should maintain. Like what is realistic for your body and in terms of wearing down your joints? Like there's, there is a point of diminished returns where if you're training so many hours a week or a day that it's not necessarily optimal health even. And so I think it's important to evaluate that. And, Definitely. you know, I think looking at maintaining health, looking at shifting goals, 
And look, maybe some of what you want to do is look at more flexibility, more yoga, you know, more balance. And I know, you know, one of the things as we get older, our balance declines and that, you know, a lot of people fall and break a hip and all that sort of stuff. One of the really, one of the things that's inspired me to do yoga is going, okay, you know what? I want to make sure when I hit my 70s and my 80s that I have good balance. My kids aren't, you know, in the hospital with me with a broken hip. So I think kind of reevaluating what your goals are and what's important to you, because sometimes we get focused on the numbers and how many miles and how many workouts and, you know, am I setting a PR and have I, you know, am I going fast enough? And instead we want to look at, okay, what are my health goals for life? What do I want to be able to do? How long do I want to live? How long do I want to be able to walk up the stairs carrying my groceries and and to really evaluate differently in terms of lifestyle and also to find other people in your age group who, whether it's through Peloton or a Peloton group on Facebook, who are going through similar things as you and can support you as you're going through this. My secret was to not start until I was 50. So I could only get yeah. better. There's nowhere to go up top. Right. Tom's helpful tips. Yes. Go back in time and don't ever exercise. <laughs> Problem solved. Thank you very much. It's awesome advice as usual. Thank you. Dr. Jen. Not oh, you, I was Tom. like, you can read my column. In, um, I have a weekly column in Dipshit Magazine. And <laughs> You can listen to my ham radio show. Uh, that joke works yeah. on both levels. Uh, oh my I was God. just thinking that. <laughs> so, well, enough of that foolishness. Thank you for jo- joining us. And until next time, where can people find you? You can find me on all social media at Dr. Jen Man, two ends on Jen, two ends on Man. And I post on my Insta stories all of my Peloton workouts so you can see what classes I'm taking and what I'm up to as well. And in Style Magazine, every Wednesday, I have a column that comes out called Hump Day with Dr. Jen that's all sex and relationship advice. New instructors. We have new instructors. We do. If you're watching the video, this is Jocelyn Thompson Rule, and uh, she's amazing. I took her premiere class earlier this week. Uh, she's a lot of fun. She's a mom. She's uh, very, very funny. She has. Uh, she says she lives in a frat house with her two boys and husband, and I've laughed a lot with her. I really, really enjoyed her classes. Um, if you haven't gotten a chance to take her, I highly recommend that you do. I also think her children should uh, cut down on their beer consumption. (laughs) And then also. Yeah, John Huskins. So John started this week as well and well, started doing classes. His premiere class was this week. I did John's class and then Jocelyn's class back to back. John has a completely different feel for his classes than Jocelyn does. Like his premiere class, he was kind of like doing an imagery thing where Mm -hmm. he was like picturing himself at the club and like all the different people there. It was kind of like a story, but in a good way, it really distracted you from the fact that you were running and you cannot pay enough money for that to be a thing. Like... When you when you don't even remember you're running, that's gold. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so welcome to Jocelyn and John. That is really cool. Man, there is nothing worse than when you buy a pair of sunglasses 
and then you lose or break them. I would agree. So what do we do about that? Well, that's where Gooder comes in. Their sunglasses are $25 each. So nobody likes to throw away $25, but it's a lot better than throwing away a hundred or more dollars on a pair of broken sunglasses, right? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I have to say that's not my favorite part about Gooder. My favorite part about Gooder is that when I run, they don't slip, they don't bounce, and they're 100% polarized. Um, And they also come in like a million different colors and styles. For your $25, you're not sacrificing comfort, safety, or style. If you want to support the show and pick up a pair, Gooder is giving the Clipout listeners free shipping on their first order. Just go to gooder.com slash TCO. That's G-O-O-D-R dot com and use code TCO to get free shipping. Gooder offers a 30-day money-back guarantee and 100% satisfaction. Find your pair at gooder.com slash TCO and use code TCO to get free shipping. If you're looking to avoid carbs, it's always a challenge trying to find bread that fits in with your keto lifestyle. Right, because you want to make sure that it tastes good and you want to make sure it has good ingredients. So I think Hero Bread does both. Especially when you're in the store, you are overwhelmed with bread choices. Yes. And I've had other breads before that claim to have low net carbs and you are certainly sacrificing taste texture size yes none of that with hero bread no because sometimes on the ones that have the low net carbs they have like no substance to it (laughs) it's like eating air it is and hero bread actually really tasted good and it felt like a solid piece of bread like i did not feel like i was giving up something i was surprised at how big each slice of bread was here's the real test of a piece of bread (laughs) i didn't make a sandwich with these I just had toast. Which you love because you have toast almost every day. I do. It was the (laughs) best textured bread of this sort that I've ever had. And if you're doing the math, it's zero to one grams of net carbs, zero gram sugar, and high in fiber. So don't give up being a breadhead. Hero Bread is offering 10% off your order. Go to hero.co and use code TCO at checkout. That's TCO at H-E-R-O dot C-O. Instructors in the news. So the year of Cody continues. <laughs> Boy, does it. Uh, he has been nominated for a People's Choice Award. Yeah, and everybody needs to go vote for him. He is the competition contestant in that category. There are eight nominees. He is list. I don't know if these move every time. So right now he's listed at the top left. I don't know if he'll stay there, but he is on for Dancing with the Stars. So everybody needs to go out and vote immediately. Yeah, he's up against Jojo from The Masked Singer, but he's also up against Jojo Siwa from Dancing with the Stars. Oof, it's going to be tough. And Gottmik? Yeah. From RuPaul's Drag Race. Yeah. I don't watch that. Matt I don't either. James from The Bachelor. I don't watch that, but Matt James is much easier to pronounce, so I got that one right. Mm-hmm. Uh, Katie Thurston from The Bachelorette. Simone from RuPaul's Drag Race. And Wiz Khalifa from The Masked Singer. So I watch a grand total of none of those shows. Yeah, same. <laughs> same. I know none of them. I mean, I know they exist, right. but I've never watched any I'm of like, them. I'm like, where's my love after Laka? I know, because that's reality TV. It's a little different, babe. I don't know that people should be choosing them anyway. <laughs> that, the, whole, the whole point of that show is you probably shouldn't have chosen this person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Although that new show they have coming out called Love During Laka. Oh. I just feel like it's going to be a lot of people writing letters. <laughs> uh, 
I don't know. Yeah. I can't wait to see. <laughs> uh, also, uh, Cody was featured in Shape magazine. Uh, this one written by Jacqueline Hendricks. So I'm like, is Michelle K okay? She I'm, she is. I'm worried. She is. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. It's, just, it's okay. I feel like there's like awkward moments in the break room between Michelle and Jacqueline. She's freelance. She's freelance. She's, so they are not in the break room. Uh, not in the break room. That's she's how they probably, keep them. That's how they keep them apart. I like you. Dirty bitch. <laughs> right in Peloton's my beat. Well, they this article is about his journey so far on Dancing with the Stars, and he labels it as incredible yet challenging. And I think that's accurate. It has been. It's been a ride, you know? Yeah. Uh, he's kept up a great attitude about the whole thing, and I'm sure it was exhausting going back to back to different coasts week after week in the middle of being sick. Thank goodness he talks about that. I love this. They pan, they managed to throw in a, a Shobani commercial right in the middle of it <laughs> with Cody. And they they even talked about how like he was exhausted trying to do that. But the covid only lasted the symptoms only lasted a couple of days and they were much milder than the last time he had it. Thank goodness he got his vaccine when he did. Absolutely. Callie Gullickson giving Cody a run for his money this week. She's <laughs> yeah. got lots of things going she on. She does have lots of things going on. Featured in InStyle magazine. Yes. And this was all about her favorite dance moves for an effective cardio hit workout. Don't forget, she was one of the brand new instructors that they just had on the dance cardio. She just got added to that team. Ah. So I'm sure that that kind of prompted this article. So that's great. Good for Callie. The body roll is a lot tougher than it looks. Is and, it? Yeah. If you are uh, stiff and have no rhythm like myself. Okay. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I think it doesn't look like it would be difficult. But sure. Well, you just get up there and do it, Tom. I'm good. Okay. I think we all know my opinion of dance cardio. <laughs> I hated it. <laughs> and then while we're on our little Cali streak. Yes. Shape.com with Michelle K. Michelle K. She's back. She's back. Glad everything's okay. Shoo. I was worried for a second Shoo. there. Yeah. <laughs> well, this one is about uh, Callie Gullickson being the ultimate, ultimate Trader Joe's expert. And here's what's in her cart. It says three words, pumpkin flavored everything. Well, <laughs> she's very seasonal. <laughs> I hope she's not eating pumpkin season everything in June. Icky. Why not? Is it, because it's only special because it's in the fall. That's just arbitrary. Don't mm. let the seasons. You know, you can have it any season, but I don't want it all the time. It stops being special. Yeah. So, yeah. Wait, you have me all the time. Am I no longer special? You're absolutely <laughs> special. <laughs> You're like, oh, how do I, how do I segue out of this? You're not food, honey. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, then while we're on our Cali streak, uh, we should close out by saying that she will be your next bike boot camp instructor. Yep. And she did her first live classes this week. Congrats to Cali. It has been a very big week for you. <laughs> Welcome to the Peloton team. Yeah. <laughs> oh, they're getting to them earlier and earlier. They are. Robin Arzan was uh, in Colorado speaking at the Women's Foundation, Women's Foundation of Colorado. Yes. There you go. And, and she talked about how, you know, she changed her career and how movement is medicine, but not just for the everyday. It literally, in her mind, saved her life because it was the therapy that she started doing after she had that very traumatic experience of being held up by gunpoint right and so she she talked all about that and i think that's a really powerful story because sometimes it's not getting into your head and dissecting things sometimes it's getting out of your head and just moving yeah i think if i was held at gunpoint i'd have a movement <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> That's a lot of us would. Yes. <laughs> so Reebok had their unlocking fitness panel. Well, I think that you can sign up for it now. Did, did it occur? Already? Oh, I don't know. I thought it had occurred. Oh. Maybe it hasn't occurred. <laughs> Maybe I should read this stuff for us. We're talking about it. <laughs> yeah, I think it's coming up. Okay. But, but yeah, it's it's pretty cool because, you know, Jessim's, I think, is a, what do you call it, ambassador for okay. them? Yeah, that I think that would make sense. Yeah. And so this panel is going to be how pro athletes train, eat, prevent injuries, practice wellness, and more. How cool that she is going to be part of that. Notice that Emily Abate also is too. Remember that name from last week? She was interviewing Adrian Williams. And then you were participating in one of the NASM conferences. I was. And lo and behold, who popped up? Tune Day. Yeah, she was the uh, keynote speaker. So she kicked off the entire Optima conference for NASM. And she talked about like... What her experience was Why she chose NASM It's the best Those were her words (laughs) And uh, she also talked about Like how do you Get your career started And and a lot of Like the background Of where she came from And her weight loss experience too You might remember That Tunde was Overweight as a child and, And when we interviewed her She gave that whole experience And she gave kind of A synopsis of that And she also did Like a Q and a People were able to Even though this was A virtual event People had submitted questions, and so she answered those as part of the recording. So it was pretty cool. And closing out this segment, Pinterest introduced its first ever original content series, which is one fascinating because Pinterest is all about just like, I don't know, repurposing other people's content. So it's an interesting move for them. But one of the people they're partnering up with is Allie Love. Yep. So it says that she they list her as CEO of Love Squad, Peloton instructor and host. Uh, She will share her skincare routine after sweaty workouts, her favorite smoothie recipe, the basics of bossing up and how to style athleisure. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. Lots of other people out there, too. Clip out. Joining us once again via the magic of ZoomTube, it's Angelo from MetPro here to answer your nutrition questions. Hello. Hello. Hey, guys. Great to see you again. Good to see you, too. Uh, We have a clip out member that needs your help, uh, Trish Lalonde. Uh, She has lost 80 pounds, which is incredible. She has a girl. Yeah. And she has maintained it for a year. However... Lately, she has developed a cookie habit on the weekends. So she eats well throughout the week, but on the weekends, she's eating nothing but bakery cookies. What is this doing to her body? In other words, what do food binges do to the body and how do they affect weight loss? (laughs) I love Trish. I feel Trish so hard. (laughs) That's how I celebrated my birthday. Exactly. Cookies and pizza. (laughs) So I'm going to give you, Trish, uh, maybe a surprising answer. So I don't know what it's doing to your body. You do. So are you gaining weight? So we're just now we're going to talk about just from a metabolic standpoint, is your body able because like, oh, if I eat cookies on the weekend, I'm going to gain weight. Well, so are you gaining weight? Okay. If the answer is yes, then it's not working. In other words, on the weekends, you're taking in extra calories, extra sugars, and your body is not able to close that gap. And so you're going to slowly start to drift back up and regain some weight. Don't do that. Now, if you're not gaining weight, what does that mean? Well, there's two possible outcomes. If you're not gaining weight, then that means that metabolically, your body is handling at least the amount you're taking in, which means it's not excessive your metabolism is able to close that gap. 
either because it's running fast enough or here's the danger. Psychologically, we tend to kind of play a little bit of a gamification with ourselves. So here's what often happens. And I don't know that this is your case, Trish, but there's what I would be looking for. If you're not gaining weight, is it because metabolically you're on top of it? Or is it because Saturday and Sunday you're eating a bunch of sugar and then Monday and Tuesday you're hardly eating anything because we have that, oh, no, I ate all this junk and I'm going to gain weight if I don't not eat on Monday and Tuesday. And so at the end of the week, you're net zero. But what you're doing is you are leaning into that yo-yo fad dieting routine. And the longer you lean into it, the sooner you're going to reach the point where you're going to fall. And it's going to end up turning into a gain five, lose five, gain five, lose five, eat, starve, eat, starve scenario that is so easy to fall into. And so from a metabolic standpoint, you really want to be careful of that. One of the number one reasons that people will specifically back half of the day struggle with sugar cravings is because the front half of the day, they didn't get enough quality nutrition. And so now our blood sugar is going all wonky. And so we get cravings. I'm a practical person, so I don't like to sugarcoat things, look through rose-colored glasses. We eat cookies because they taste good. Mm-hmm. And even if your blood sugar is stable, they still taste good. So I think we can admit that. But you can defeat cravings uh, for things that taste good much better when you're not hungry and when your blood sugar isn't driving you to a behavior. If something tastes good, and you are ravenously hungry, and at that moment have low blood sugar, you are not gonna win that battle. You know how I know? I don't win that battle. I'm the battle and I lose it. So you have to put your body into a winning state and just saying, well, I didn't gain weight this week because I manipulated things, Eating a bunch of sugar on the weekend is not setting you up for success. Now, slide all of that over, and we have two different topics here. That is strictly a a metabolic recounting, body weights, and and how your body's going to perform from a metabolic standpoint. Now there's health, energy. There's no scenario where eating a bunch of cookies on the weekend is going to make you Hop up and say, I feel great. Let's get another exercise session. (laughs) That's true. Uh, And so long-term health, of course, you're going to be better off with the clean eating. That doesn't mean, well, Angelo says never had cookies because that's not what I want for you either. The key is everything in moderation. There are a few things that human beings derive more pleasure from than good food and drink. I want you to eat and or drink things that you enjoy but do so strategically and in moderation and you're going to do just fine. You know how I know you're going to do fine, Trish, because you've already taken the weight off. You've kept it off for a year. You've proven you can do it. Hold on to that progress and keep your healthy routine going. Ah, We're rooting for you, Trish. Absolutely. Awesome. (laughs) Well, thank you so much. And if people want this sort of advice customized for their own fitness journeys, where can they find you? Yeah, they can come talk to us. Metpro.co slash TCO. Awesome. awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Guys. Peloton in the news. So there have been big changes with the referral program that Peloton is. Ooh, have there. Yeah. So 
Okay. This may come as a shock to many people because apparently not everybody knew this, but you have always had more than one referral code. You've had the main person who paid the Peloton bill, that referral code, but everybody who signed up for Peloton in your household also had a referral code. Now, a lot of people only were able to get that code by calling Peloton and asking for it. It wasn't listed in your account if you were like a subsidiary account holder. Okay. okay? So this week, Peloton announced from now on, only the all access owner, the person who pays the Peloton bill for the all access membership gets the referral. So if you had if you had four adults in your home or four people in your home previously, you could get up to 48 referrals a year because everybody's limited to 12. Right. And so you could get 48 and then that would be it for the year. Now your household would be limited to 12 period. Gotcha. And some people are losing their shit. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. they definitely are. <laughs> yeah. Um, some people seem to think that because, um, I don't know, they're a mommy blogger, they should get to do this as many times as they want. And it's like, well, Peloton gets to make these decisions. Yeah. And we've talked about before that, like, they don't really need referrals anymore. Yeah, especially like during the pandemic that they were even still doing that. Like, I'm personally, I wouldn't be surprised if this is the first step towards winding down this program because they don't really need it you know it's funny i think this is really like the third step i agree with you that that's what this is but i think the guest pass was another big step because now you get nothing for giving a 60-day guest pass to your friends you you don't get a thing and they're starting to like that's that's becoming normal they're normalizing that Right. right And also, you know, for a long time now, I guess it's been about a year and a half, two years. If people have posted their codes, you know, on their podcast, um, (laughs) people Peloton just goes in and they just take their referral code and they don't tell you they're doing it. It just no longer exists. Yeah. And so so if you've given away too many, they don't like that. Yeah. And so uh, and there's no way to get it back, no matter who you ask, apparently. But people are not happy. So it's kind of brought up a whole thing. Uh, And, you know, I will say uh, from especially people who have had their bike a long time, it does kind of feel like, oh, thanks. We don't need you anymore. You know, uh, I had some some OGs reach out to me and say that. And I I do get where they're coming from on that. I feel like, you know, those of us who have been along around Peloton for a very long time, it is a very different feel now. And it does feel like like they don't give us any kind of like love anymore like the original people who who started it and i'm right. talking about people before me like right. the original originals you know the people ones that were, that were in the kickstarter yeah yeah the ones that were like there was a a literal before there was a leaderboard there was a a board hanging in a room that they they did a leaderboard on like a dry erase board. a dry erase board yeah. and i mean we're talking way back then and those people they don't get any special love from peloton anymore it's just like it's just it's very different. Yeah. And it's it's sad. It's sad because you've I mean, been supporting them forever. Yeah. <laughs> I also get that Peloton's like, well, we're selling so many. We don't need to offer this. And I think I, for a I while it was like, well, but, you know, we like the idea of selling the clothes. And now the clothes have gotten so popular. They don't need to do that either. So. Well, and now they have their own brand. And, you know, right. that actually brings up another thing, because the thing is, is, yes, I think that plays into it, too. When you talk about the first step, I think this that whole changing to their own brand, because think about it now, they don't have to share their profit. Right. And the prices didn't come down on that close. <laughs> no. So so now they're they're getting rid of the referral codes. The prices didn't get down. They're not sharing the profit. Like, this, I mean, 
this is part of growth. Yeah, it absolutely. just is. It yeah. is. But it is sad. It's different. It's different. It is a very different feel than the way it used to be. You know, speaking of something else that might or might not be a part of their growth is are we seeing product placements in Peloton? Right. So, yeah. I mean, we've we've talked about this and and they've been, you know, accused, quote unquote, of this over the years. There was the panic at the disco episode, which turned out to be a promotional thing, but not an actual product placement. Mm -hmm. But you've noticed quite a bit of references to ABC television shows lately. Yeah. And of course, ABC happens to be Dancing with the Stars. Sure. Um, And then we talked about the fact on the last episode that Toon Day had been talking about that new ABC show called Queens. Mm -hmm. Well, then um, I had some Somebody reach out to me and and say that I should check out the new there was a 20 minute 80s run by Marcel the US Marcel and during the song Paul Revere she name dropped the shows the Goldbergs Wonder Years and even Hulu she never said any network but they're all ABC uh, and then, of course, Disney has a, or both of those are ABC. And of course, Disney has a stake in Hulu. Yeah. So it's just fascinating. I mean, it could all just be a coincidence. I don't know. But it is fascinating. You, you do have to wonder, especially since they just hired a former Disney exec. Mm-hmm. And, you know, those are all ABC, Disney, Hulu. That's all one big happy family over there. And all so. the wonderful Disney content we get, which I'm not complaining about. I love. I'm in the tank for Disney. I think <laughs> that everybody knows. Well, that. then you'll take a Disney class on the Peloton. Well, no. Oh, OK. But uh, but I do love Disney. <laughs> and uh, speaking of Peloton's clothing line. There's Cody again. <laughs> He's everywhere. Oh, I thought I pulled up the wrong article. I was like, what I do? <laughs> but uh, they have partnered with Beyonce's Ivy Park capsule. Yes. But also you have to realize that Ivy Park is Beyonce. But this is also Adidas. Okay. So it's a it's a triple collaboration. Oh, okay. It's Adidas, Ivy Park. And Peloton. I'm not really up on my athleisure. I know it, it says it in here, but that's okay. Okay. So anyway, this is an amazing capsule. There are 29 pieces of clothing and one pair of shoes. Now, I've heard two different kinds of shoes that it's going to be. I've heard on the one hand that it's the uh, Adidas Ultra Boost 180 for $180, but I've also heard it's a different kind of shoe. So I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. But I actually really like this collection because it has these amazing pops of neon and it's mixed with black. So it's very visually stunning. Uh, I am excited about this. It drops on November 11th. It will be in the Peloton boutique online. It will be in on Adidas online and it will also be in select Adidas stores. I did not see if it said that it would be in any like physical Peloton boutiques. I did not see anything about that. Yes or no. So we will see if this is like the last Adidas collection. It sold very quickly. I think this one might even sell faster because it has the Ivy Park attached to it. That feels like a safe bet. Mm hmm. Also, there was a neon yellow cape uh, that uh, John Mills is rumored to be buying specifically so he can do one of his amazing videos. And I hope to God (laughs) that's a real thing. (laughs) The website uh, Benefit News. It's amazing, like all the different places I've never even heard of where Peloton can pop up. I know. There's so many websites that I, I would have never known existed otherwise. But they had the 10 companies with the best perks and benefits. And of course, Peloton made the list. They did. And I thought it was really great, all the information they had about their benefits. But 
But at any rate, the benefits listed, you know, they Peloton pays 90% of the health insurance, the high deductible plan, 90% of it. Wow. Yeah. And of course, we know that Peloton just in general has great benefits. But yeah, 90% of premiums for its employees with high deductible health plans, its life insurance is equivalent to two times an employee's annual salary. Peloton added Lyra, which is a mental health care app to its benefit, offering 25 sessions for free per year. And one parent mentions the company even contributes to the 529 plan, which is how you save tax-free money for your kid's education, along with adoption assistance, which is most companies do not do, and 18 weeks, up to 18 weeks of parental leave, parental, not just mom leave, and subsidized child and family care. Peloton seems to consider an array of family needs. Wow. I heard you also uh, get the Peloton app free for 30 days. (laughs) I think they might be up to 60. 60? Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) How did that not make the list? I think it's just assumed. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, while we're talking about benefits, I guess we could also talk about salaries a little bit. Yeah. Uh, So this was really interesting. So this came from the uh, board, like the shareholders board of directors for Peloton. So this kind of all started because the ESG report came out this week, which I, I thought was on this list, but I didn't see it just now. And the ESG report is like economic, social and governance. Maybe we're going to talk about it later. I don't know. But through that... We then discovered uh, through one of our listeners that part of that is like looking at the diversity of the board of directors, which which then led to the fact that there are seven directors on the board and there's one uh, African-American woman and there is one Caucasian woman. And uh, that's it. And everybody else is a guy who's Caucasian. Gotcha. So I think that you will find that that will increase over time. But um, I thought it was interesting that their salaries for those board of directors, the people that actually work at Peloton and are not just board of directors, they do not get a board of directors fee. The people who are a board of directors, they get a fee in that in shares, which is normal. That's how it is. But they get paid very well. Uh, (laughs) And then this report also had showed that all of the people who run the company, so your C-suite, John Foley makes like a million a year and he has bonus options up to a million a year. Isn't that fascinating? Yeah. And then I kind of I kind of feel bad that their stuff is all like. But when you're publicly <laughs> traded, that's part of how that works. Like, I, mean, I know. If, you, you want, if you're going to invest in a company, you want to know that like your top guy isn't making like. $300 million while your company is circling the tubes or whatnot. So. I mean, it's absolutely true. So we have Mr. Foley, they put on here $1 million as a base, uh, William Lynch, $1 million, uh, Jill Woodworth, $750, uh, Tom Cortese, $500, and Hisao Kushi is $750. And then they each have like options of bonuses that are equal to their salary. Gotcha. And, you know, I say good for them. Me too. Like, I mean, they, they, they have worked hard. They have been, uh, most of them have been there since the beginning. Yeah. So earlier, I also mentioned that this was that, that they released a report this week. Peloton did called the Environmental, Social and Governance Report, or otherwise known as the ESG. This is the inaugural year. First time they've, they've done this. And they, they have right here some key takeaways. So Peloton strives to be the best place to work by nurturing dynamic and inclusive culture. 
empowering team members upward mobility and offering best in class benefits and attractive compensation based on what we just saw. I think they have that. Yeah, absolutely. That box checked. Yeah. They also have taken meaningful steps to act on the Peloton pledge, a hundred million dollar commitment to advance anti-racism. And we know we've been keeping up with that. They have been checking that box as well. This one is new to me. They have developed a high level sustainability strategy underpinned by the five priority aspirations and is activating its organization to set targets in the coming year. Very excited to see what they do about that. And then the company is committed to operating with integrity, accountability, and transparency, and to enhancing and involving their governance practices as it grows. And I will also say, back to the board report we just went through, you don't need to open it back up again, Tom, but they talked a lot about how all of those different board members have different places they govern. And so, so like one of them takes accountability for, let's just say they lead up auditing, and then another one takes accountability and leads up, for example, making sure that everybody's salary is, is like in line. And then, so one of them might lead but then the rest of them are on the committee and they discuss it together. Um, And so I really like that they they have a very transparent process that they go through to make sure that their employees are being treated fairly and that they are reaching their goals. So it looks like Peloton might be adding a new logistics facility in the UK. It did. It was hard to tell exactly what was happening here, but it says that it's owned by a logistics operator uh, called Mileway, and it's a 39,000 square foot unit at the Salford Industrial Scheme, which they also call Ravenlocks. So I thought that that was interesting because this this place has been built. It's not even done yet. They're they're finishing up in the next six months and they're almost full already. Wow. And to me, that was just fascinating. Yeah. So I thought that was worth noting that the logistics is growing in the UK as well. When you hear Ravenlocks, I'm like, did they partner with Harry Potter? I know, right? <laughs> that is exactly what I thought of. That just sounds, I guess, because it's so adjacent to Ravenclaw. <laughs> yes, yes. The website Value Walk, another website I've never heard of until now, <laughs> uh, sat down with Tom Cortese, who we mentioned previously. Yeah, so he was listed, uh, he was part of the CNBC Disruptor 50 Summit. And uh, they did an interview with him. And I'm not going to go through all the details. I did want to mention it because this particular website, there were a couple of them I saw list out the entire transcript. There was nothing like groundbreaking and brand new that you needed to know. But uh, if you're interested in like digging into the details, this is a, a really good place to get the entire transcript. And of course, this link will be included in the newsletter that you can sign up for at theclipout.com. So Adweek put out their 2021 digital hot list. Yeah, John Foley tweeted about this because guess who was on it? Well, duh, Peloton. Exactly. They were listed. That's pretty cool. I mean, it makes sense. It It, does. It totally makes sense. For fans of HBO's Succession. (laughs) I love that show. Um, Well, okay. so this was listed in the the Peloton Hotels and On The Go. The group that tracks like all of the different places you can find a Peloton. Well, Jody, who runs the group, I believe she started the group. She listed this listing from the Woolworth Tower residences in New York City, which is where Succession part of it was filmed. We think and Jody will have to tell us if we're right or wrong, but we think this is where Ronan was that he did a workout they showed Ah. here. But this has a Peloton in it. 
All of that to say how cool <laughs> yes. that there's a Peloton there. And we looked at it to, to buy the apartment was like $23 million. Mm-hmm. And just, so the just ta- a cool 23. The, the, the taxes on it, the monthly taxes, <laughs> $11,000 just in taxes. Just in taxes. A month. Like I, we couldn't afford that if you gave it to us. That's one thing <laughs> the Midwest is good for. Yes. <laughs> Robinhood Markets uh, names Peloton marketing executive to its board. What is the importance of that? I don't know. I'm asking. I'm not being shitty. I'm saying like. Because because a board like one of their executives is put on their board. I don't know what Robinhood Markets is. It's an app that like tracks your market. Oh, like a stock app. Like yeah. trading stock. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But it's Dara. How do you say her last name? Traceder. Traceder. They put Dara Traceder on the board. Oh, so how about that? Exa- and that's why it really matters because, gotcha. you know, she's such a big deal over there and now she's on their board. You have to wonder if maybe she'll end up on Peloton's board at some point. Yeah. I don't. I, yeah, I don't, that, that whole world mystifies me. I have no idea how you end up on works. one board. You often end up on another board. Gotcha. Now I want to be on a board. Mm, you wouldn't like it. Yeah, I feel like that's pretty unlikely. Mm hmm. I think it's best for all parties concerned. Mm-hmm. It's got all the things you hate, it which is, is uh, <laughs> talking about stuff you don't want to talk about. Lots of math and uh, sucking up to people. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's not my speed. Mm-mm. So uh, CNBC wrote about how Peloton is trying to stay ahead of supply chain issues. Yes. And so, I mean, we know about this. They've spent like a billion dollars to improve production supply chain this year, including that that U.S. based factory that we know about. There's mm-hmm. Tom Cortese. There he is. There he is. <laughs> um, but of course, it's continuing. You know, the the disruption is still happening. So they are continuing to work on it right now. The weight is not bad for anything. If like if you want a Peloton tread, you want a bike, you want a bike plus all of it's coming in pretty well. And I think that we're going to continue to see that. But it, basically. This is just kind of a rehash of information we already know, all the steps they've already taken. Although there are people that don't realize they've taken these steps. So I guess it's not bad to hit on it again. Absolutely. It's nice for CNBC to be nice to them again. They had a (laughs) couple weeks where they were a little cranky. And if you just can't get enough of supply chain discussions, Mm. and really who can't, (laughs) I'm trying to get on a board. Can you tell? Yeah. Uh, That's exactly what you got to do right there. Jennifer McKeehan. The SVP and head of global supply chain at Peloton was featured on a YouTube interview with uh, something called Supply Chain Now. <laughs> I, that's, I think that's how they say the now. Mm. The supply chain wants it right now. <laughs> well, people do want it right now. When they, <laughs> when they want their Peloton, they want their Peloton. So uh, did you watch this? Is there anything in there we need to know? No, I did not watch this. Did mm-hmm. I watch a 53-minute YouTube video about supply chain? I'm thinking no. No, well, I did not. Do me a favor and click that like button. It has one sad little like and only 24 views. So we need to get Jennifer McKean some views. Ta-da. <laughs> I clicked like. Thank you. Jennifer McKeehan, I believe is how you say it. Oh, did I say it? I'm I, no, sorry. I said it wrong. Oh, gotcha. I was correcting myself. Whew. Well, we'll uh, summarize that and get back to you. <laughs> <laughs> supply chain stuff. We'll get back to it right now. (laughs) Peloton Artist Collaboration. There is a new artist collaboration, and this is a big one, I assume, because it's someone I actually know. It makes... (laughs) An old guy feel good when I'm like, oh, I know this one. 
It's Sir Elton John. You know, a lot of people said that, Tom. Oh, it's one I actually yeah. know. <laughs> I can get excited about this. You know, what's interesting is that uh, there were Elton John classes back in the day. Right. And they've all been purged. All of them are gone. And now- so I'm so glad they're getting refreshed. And, you know, my girl, Jen Sherman, is going to be doing a 45 minute bike ride. And uh, I know that there were some people that felt there needed to be more of the UK instructor specifically on the bike. I just have this to say about that. I think that no matter who you choose for these classes, you're never going to be happy. Sure. There's too many instructors at this point. Right. There's just too many. So, so many. Yeah. Because like, there are plenty of these that I, I they're not my favorite instructors. They're not the people I want to see do them. Right. So you just you can't match it up. You're not going to make everybody happy. No, so, you're not. But Elton John is a big one. He is a very big one. And and it's nice because this one has quite a few classes. It's not just like one or two. There's multiple bike classes. There's warm up and a cool down and there's stuff on the tread. I'm pretty sure there was even a boot camp in there. So lots of great ones, including a 45 minute full body strength with Matt. Maddie Majacomo. So that is going to be awesome. We've got Jen Sherman and Maddie Majacomo and Elton John, like freaking trifecta. Absolutely. And it's good timing. I saw on the internet just last week that Sir Elton had purchased a Peloton tread for his pet rabbit. You're not joking. It's a little fit bunny. <laughs> Tom. <laughs> I can't sing more. They'll make us pay for it. Love that song. Um, but I can't wait to go to the actual concert. We've been waiting. We've since- had tickets for three and a half years now, I think. <laughs> it's going to be so great. Yeah. It's just like. Stay it, really healthy for me. Anytime John. You, you buy tickets to a classic rock show these days, you're like, I just hope they live that long. I but know. like this one, we we literally bought these tickets in what, like 2019? Yes. So like, yes, oh my did. God. <laughs> Too funny. Checking in with the Peloton community. So joining us today via the magic of ZoomTube, this is pretty exciting, (laughs) Miss District of Columbia, which then puts her in contention for Miss America, it's Andalyn Medina. Hey, how's it going? Hi, how are you all doing? It's great to be here. Thank you for having me. This is so exciting. It is. I know you normally ask, where did you find Peloton, all that stuff, but I'm jumping in. Okay, Tom, take over. (laughs) Do you have the crown like right there with you? Oh, right oh, here. I knew look at it. that. that. You can put it on really easily, just like so. Yeah. And oh, it got caught in my hair. But there's <laughs> I have these that problem four, all the time. <laughs> the four, and that's just how you cross it to be able to keep it on. That's so how, how it stays does it on there? Like fall off? Like, what if you're going to, like, mosh so or something? So, if I was really wearing it to really wear it, I would take the bobby pins and just put them oh. right there, right there. Look at that. Usually, I would secure it with four. Yeah. <gasps> really? Wow! You know? It's almost like clipping into the bike. You know, it's <laughs> like what's it doing? <laughs> that is so super impressive. If I would take yes. I, that, would never be out of my reach. If I was a winner, I would have. Like, if I won an Oscar or something, I would just take it with me everywhere. It's a fun thing. Yeah, I can't even imagine. So, do you take it everywhere? Do you take it? So I usually leave it in my car, just because I kind of live out my car, and that way, if anything. If anything random happens when somebody's like, oh, Miss DC, I can grab it. It's but like your ID. That, you can like, be Ms. on DC. in a heartbeat. <laughs> yes, I can be on. And, well, that's the crazy thing. DC is so small. And when people start to know you're Miss DC, 
you do kind of always have to be on. So none of my neighbors know that I miss DC and I'm planning to keep it. That way. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, yeah, I get That's that. That's amazing. So is your crown there? Is it as fancy as it looks on TV or if you see it in real life or you're just like, it's kind of. No, I think it's just as cool in real life. You still <laughs> awesome. see the rhinestones and the sparkles and there's still some moments I see it. And I'm like, wow, I miss DC. Now, the Miss America crown is obviously 10 times cooler, but I guess it would be 50 times cooler. Oh, yes. Yes. (laughs) And then, even though it's a lot longer, oh, do we get to also have (gasps) look at that sash? Oh, so gorgeous. It's sparkly too. Yeah. Yes. So, together, it creates quite the. Yeah. You're kind of like a walking disco ball. That's amazing. (laughs) Does everybody like go <gasps> when you walk in with your, your? Well, there was one moment the Olympic rings were in DC. And so I took one photo because I just wanted one photo for myself. And so it was kind of it was just like, okay. But then I had the crown and sash on hand and threw it. And the second I put it on, everybody was like, <gasps> <laughs> so are there some places where it's better to be the winner than others? Like I'm thinking in DC. Because it's the capital, there's a lot more cooler opportunities than if you were like Miss Delaware. Can you talk some shit on Miss Delaware? (laughs) I love I love Miss Delaware. I can't. I can't. But I would think the DC would offer more opportunities to show up to like amazing things. Like here's a senator. Here's a president. Yeah, it's cool. You find that every single state has something really unique and Mm -hmm. weird and cool about their specific state that only Delaware can do. Only Kentucky can do. DC is really neat in that, like you said, we get to kind of make our own year so we can make some really cool appearances. And because it is the nation's capital, there's times that I'm out of District of Columbia because people want the nation's capital. So it really does allow itself to have a really fun year getting to do some really neat things. Like I got to meet the Real Housewives of Potomac Ah! uh, at the beginning (laughs) of my year, which was so, so fancy. (laughs) I bet it was (laughs) surreal. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Lives of the potential. <laughs> it's interesting, though, that like I feel like that might be a relatively recent thing that like the whole Miss America umbrella would be like, yes, we'll interact with reality television. Like I would oh, think yeah. that not 10 years ago, maybe that would have been like, well, I think 10 years ago, Miss America had a reality television show for a little bit. So it seems to be this kind of thing that we flirt with. Obviously, right. we very much so want to represent and uphold the image that we're trying to represent as being role models and making a difference. So even though I personally love binge watching Jersey Shore, I probably would not be hanging out with the cast of Jersey Shore. We had Snooki on the show. Does that mean you have to stop the interview? (laughs) (laughs) We really did. It's like stuff like that. Like you can, but you have to, so you flirt with the idea of celebrity and you can hang out with it, but you also want to, Keep an image and as best as you can and not be. I mean, if you're with Snooki, maybe preferably at a charitable event or sure. doing service. Maybe not, not hanging partying. out at a bar. Yeah. yeah, like not partying. Don't go to Jinx. Yeah. <laughs> Stay away from karma. <laughs> I think the best way to say it is you can go to the party, but maybe not the after party. There you go. Right. There you right. go. Yes. You can tell that you're very ladylike because you had the most polite, like you covered your nose and everything. <laughs> You're just adorable. 
<laughs> so what leads up to entering something like a Miss DC competition? Is there like yeah. things that you were Miss Michelin tire or I don't you know? <laughs> right, right. No. Yeah. So the journey looks a little bit different for everybody, but DC doesn't have locals. So that's what we would call it. Sorry. That's the that's jargon. Okay. So like I'm originally from Virginia. So like Miss Chesapeake or Miss Virginia Beach. Okay. For the bigger states, they have locals that lead up to their state competitions and then they compete. But for Miss DC, since we're smaller, we audition and our auditions look like the local competition. So we do our 10 minute interview with a set of judges. And then we also perform our talent minus singing. Uh, And then we get feedback on those things before we find out if we actually made it to the final round of Miss DC. And then in competing for Miss DC, you have the 10 minute interview, your talent, you also compete in evening gown, and then we all have a social impact. And so that's the service area that we would like to make the most impact during our year. And for me, it's anti-human trafficking. So that is something that I am tackling as Miss DC. Wonderful. That's wonderful. How do you get to tackle it? Like what steps do you get to take? So for me, um, I'm really interested in both education, prevention, and awareness. So I'm working with a lot of local nonprofits in D.C., but mainly fair girls to do webinars, to do series where I bring that education and awareness to what's happening in the district. And then I'm also planning to hopefully go to Congress and lobby and speak to a lot of our senators and congressmen and women about laws and policies that they can enact to cause change. Wow. Yeah, that's well, a lot. I tell you what, you <laughs> you are you are a busy lady. I was yes. reading over all the things you've got going on. So you're not just walking around with that amazing crown. <laughs> I wish. Right? That would make it so much easier. <laughs> Wouldn't it? <laughs> but you're also a naval officer and yeah. a fourth year doctoral student at George Washington University. Yeah. How do you get any sleep? How? <laughs> oh my gosh. Bear. Fortunately, I don't like sleep. No, I love sleep, but I just don't get a lot of it. I've been a busy bee since I was a little kid. So I kind of don't know what to do, like just being still as weird as that sounds. So I love the fast pace, but I keep a calendar. I'm also really big about boundaries. My field that I'm going into is being a psychologist. So I do a lot of mental work day in and day out. And so I know I have to sort of time when I'm going to be on Peloton or when I'm going to be watching a movie, when I'm really going to just clock out and have some me time. But keeping organized with the schedule is one of the main ways to do it. Do you schedule in me time? Do you like block it off and you're like, I have it in my mind that like past a certain night, like certain time of night. I'm just not (laughs) not responding to emails and not doing it. Smart. Good for you. We should start doing that. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. For real. So as a naval officer, how does that work if you win? Do they let you like put a pause on that or? Yes. So fortunately right now I am in the reserves. Through getting my doctorate, I applied and was accepted for the health profession scholarship program that each of the military branches do. And so through being accepted into that program, I commissioned as an ensign in the Navy, and currently my job while I'm on reserve status is going to school. And so while I'm doing that, uh, the Navy is paying me a stipend. They're covering my tuition. And then in 2022, that is when I go on internship at the Naval Medical Center Portsmouth. Sorry, it's a little bit of a tongue twister. Yeah. yeah. Uh, And that is when I go active duty full time as a Naval psychologist. And then I will give the military four years back minimum as a Naval psychologist and promoted to the rank of lieutenant before I decide whether I want to stay in or get out. And so If I were to win Miss America, which would be a dream, it would be a big conversation with the Navy. But since the only thing left with my commitment as of now is internship, 
chances are I would probably be able to get that push back a year and, and defer and start it in 2023. Gotcha. Wow. That's yes. It's busy. Yeah. <laughs> that's a lot. There's yeah. good problems. File these under good problems. I know, yeah. but, but yeah. you've got like yeah. the next five years mapped out. Like you're like, right. Got a plan. The only thing I don't know is where I'll actually be stationed. So that's the only thing that's kind of up in the air, but that's an exciting problem to have relatively. Yes. It, yeah, it is. When you're young, that's <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah, I think about our, yeah, uh, yeah totally. absolutely. I think about our life and like if we didn't know where we were going to be living, how stressful that would be. But man, if I could go back and do it again at that age, that right. would be amazing. Yes. <laughs> so you've chosen well, my, wisely. My parents are retired naval officers. And so that's the advice that my parents have both given. You know, they're like, you're young. You don't have kids. Live your life. They're like, yes. go. Like, yes. literally go. So. I totally agree with your parents. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> they are correct. They are. Yes. <laughs> okay. So now back to the pageant. When yes. does the 100th? So like, you're not just in the yes. Miss America pageant. It's the 100th pageant. Oh, wow. So, you'd be, it's so, so you, oh, yeah, that's pretty cool. It is I mean, it's pretty cool. cool. No matter what, yes. But like, that's, yes. Yeah. No, yes. It's really neat, just in general, like you said, to be able to compete for Miss America. But then in the 100th year, and I'll add two more things to that. The Ooh. first is that DC was the very first Miss America. Oh, so I have quite bookings. a little bit of pressure. And then the second is that originally I would have aged out. So the Miss America organization has rebranded from a pageant to more of a competition just to take into consideration all of the things that we have going for us mm-hmm. and sort of the negative stereotype that pageants are just pretty girls with nothing more. Right. So to challenge that, now the Miss America organization is calling themselves a competition. So with that, I originally was not going to be able to compete in the 100th Miss America because I would have aged out in 2020. So 2020 was supposed to be my last year. But obviously the pandemic happened, things changed, plans changed, and Miss America got canceled and pushed to obviously our 2021 year. And because that happened, I and several other girls that would have aged out in 2020 got to compete. And now we are all competing in the 100th Miss America, which we were never supposed to do. (laughs) So for a lot of different reasons, it's really exciting. Wow. Wow. That's cool that they grandfathered that in, grandmothered that in. I don't know what makes (laughs) sense there, but... But it's nice that they did that, though, to like, oh, sorry, there's a pandemic. Everything you've worked for, it just went down the tubes. Anyway, thanks for playing. Yeah. 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 I mean, that was definitely the right call to make. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So So, are you... It's a lot that goes into it. Are you excited? Are you nervous? I'm excited. So the Miss America pageant competition itself is December 16th, and my birthday is December 19th. So I'm on cloud nine. I'm just telling myself it's the best birthday gift ever. I'm there to have fun, just there to enjoy myself. And I'm trying not to give myself too much pressure to get any sort of nerves, but I'm sure they will come. I'm sure. Yeah. They will come. yeah. I mean, how did they not? Right. <laughs> it's hard. Yeah. You wouldn't believe it. <laughs> yeah. I cannot even imagine. I mean, I get nervous at just about anything that's public. So what you do on a daily basis when you just whip out that crown and you're on, that would be a lot for me. <laughs> You know, and the funny thing is I'm naturally an introvert and a lot of people don't believe that. Like to me, a fun time is me in my house with my dog watching some television and like just being a hermit. So yes, every day as Miss DC, when I have to like throw it on is I'm still the same person, but it's like going on another layer. And sometimes I am really exhausted after a day of it because I'm not used to all of that interaction. And you have to be on the center of attention. It's yeah. And you have to be on in a different way, right? Like you're representing that organization. So like, if you want to say something silly and then it gets misinterpreted now, taken out of context. Yeah. Yeah. 
so you have to be very guarded. And, yeah. You know. Yes. And that is yeah. exhausting. And I think that when you were saying earlier, like that you have like a time that you're like, no more emails. Like yes. for an introvert, because I'm one too, that me time, that downtime is yes. so important to recharge. <laughs> yes. And thank y'all for highlighting that because it's so true. And even when people know you are Miss DC, even if you don't have the crown, there's still so many eyes on you. So yeah. you really don't ever kind of get a chance to be off yeah. unless you're like at home home or with people that you really, really love and really know you and care about you and just aren't going to judge you. Otherwise, you kind of always have to be under consideration of who's around and what you're doing. I bet. Especially in the age of cell phones and everybody's got a camera in their pocket. Yeah, you couldn't just go out for a crazy night with your friends without thinking it through, could you? Definitely not. And especially (laughs) in a city like D.C. where everybody knows everybody and it's like a 10 mile radius. Yeah. Yeah. No. Wow, that's a lot of pressure. That is a lot mm-hmm. of pressure. It's probably why she doesn't want to go to the gym and she got a Peloton. <laughs> <laughs> How did you find Peloton? I usually start off the interview, but Tom hijacked I, I, it. So. I interrupted. Yeah. Yeah, yes, we got sidetracked. Yes. Yeah, so it's it was the pandemic and things had evolved, but it was the pandemic. And like a lot of other people, I was faced with like, how can I safely work out and continue to safely keep up fitness and realizing that I didn't want to be hit by the pandemic 15 at a later date. So I had never taken a cycling class at all, but I saw the commercial and I had a lot of friends that also rode Peloton. And I asked them, I was like, is this worth me investing? And they all agreed. They all said it was the best investment that they ever made. I talked to my parents about it and they were like, it's your money. Like if you want to do it, that's on you. And I decided to make my first, I'm 25 years old. It was my first like big girl investment or purchase. (laughs) And part of that was also seeing my parents Nordic track from like 20 years ago and them telling me they had it from 20 years ago. So I was like, if you've had a Nordic track treadmill for 20 years, I can have a Peloton bike for the next 20 years. And I have never looked back. Oh my God. Peloton loves hearing that. Let me tell (laughs) you. But you know, it's funny, Tom and I have talked about before because a lot of times when we get a chance to interview people, they're middle age. I mean, we've interviewed older people, we've interviewed younger people, Mm -hmm. but I mean, on the average, that tends to be, and I know that Peloton's fastest group of users is now on the younger age, like you're squarely in it. But it's not something that everybody your age can afford. It is such a big purchase. I mean, there's people my age that can't afford it and older that can't afford it. It's a luxury item. So yeah, you said that it was like you considered it to be an investment. And so that's been since the pandemic. Do you feel like so far you've gotten your money's worth out of it? Do you feel like it was a good investment? One hundred percent. One hundred percent. And the funny thing is, to that point, I told my dad that buying Peloton was the first way that I realized credit matters because I'm on the the Peloton payment plan. And I was like, wow, dad, now I see all those lessons about having good credit. Like it's helping me afford this Peloton, but definitely. And even more so because it's helped my parents get involved. So my mom actually also purchased a Peloton bike because of me. Uh, Yeah. Right. So, and she loves it. Did you get the referral credit? Yes, I did. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. I was like, did I? Yes, I did. Um, But so it's changed even that for my family dynamic, for us to work out together, for us to be able to now bond over something new and to see the way that it's taken a life of its own for my mom has been incredible. But it's been such an investment for me just in making, I think, fitness feel both feasible and fun. And for me to be kind to myself, because there's a lot of times I always want to go hard 
But there's always at least one part or segment of the class where they tell you to do what you can do, do your best. And that has been a different sort of element that I didn't have before that has been really helpful too about Peloton. So were you at all concerned when making a purchase like this for Peloton that like it sounds like there's going to be a lot of moving in your future, like your residence? Obviously, there's moving in your future because Peloton is exercise. That's how exercise works. But, <laughs> right, but, right. but oh my word, but like, are <laughs> right, you, right. like, were you at all concerned about like, am I going to be able to lug this thing to wherever the Navy might send me? I should have thought about that, but no. It was like peak pandemic. I was like, we're not getting out of this anytime soon. Yeah. I'm not moving anywhere. So I did not think about it, but it will be. <laughs> now I mean, I'm frightened. I'm not, <laughs> yeah, no, now, now it's on the mind. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, they Sorry. have great resale value. So worst case scenario, yeah. you sell it and you get and, yourself and a you new one. Situated and you buy yeah. a new one. Yes. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. That's another yeah. thing. Sorry to frighten you. <laughs> I, I have that effect on women. <laughs> Now, what about the content that you do on Peloton? Do you just do the bike? Are you doing strength? Do you do yoga? Anything like that? Yes. So I do cycling, strength, the boot camps. I do yoga. I do the meditation. I really like the sleep meditations for those days that I can't work out, but I still want to get a blue dot. We all do that. Yes. Um, and then I've tried some of the running ones, but I'm not a huge runner. So those ones I don't use as much. But cycling, strength and yoga would probably be my big three. Awesome. I was about to ask if you're going to ever look at a tread, but I think that answered the question. I did look at it. That's the funny thing. When I didn't know if I could convince my mom to buy a new bike, I was going to convince her to get a new tread. Yeah. When the newer Peloton tread came out, I think the smaller one, mm-hmm. I was like, you know, it's been 20 years. Invest in yourself, mom. Get the Peloton tread. But then the recall happened. Yeah, yes, it's back though. It's back. Yes, it is. It is. So I'm going to see her birthday's in December too. Maybe Ooh. I can convince her. We'll Ooh. see. Get another referral credit. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Get more apparel. So, do you feel like you work out more now that you have the bike at home than you were like? Mm-hmm. Because I assume you were doing some workouts before, since you yeah. probably had to be in shape for like these goals you have? Well, right before I got Peloton was my second year of school. And that's the craziest year of my program. So I kind of planned for that. And at the time was going to the gym on campus on GW's campus at least two times a week. But then with having Peloton at home, I probably do it four to five times a week. So I would say I am more active and I switch up the routines that I do. But definitely, I would say it's become a part of like my weekly schedule to do Peloton. That's amazing. I just had another thought, too. I know I'm going back to the Miss America thing, but what inspired you to try out? Like, is that something you've always wanted to do or was it like on a whim? No. So I am the only daughter. And my mom, when I was little, heard me sort of singing, which was more like screaming around the house. And she also knew that I was an introvert and she wanted me to sort of get out my shell. And so she thought pageants would be a great way for that to happen. So it was originally through my mom. And then my dad was like, if she wants to quit at any point in time, she quits. Like She's done. We're not going to force her to do this. But it really helped me a lot. So I learned how to sing and then developed that talent more in that getting out of my shyness more in that arena, which then led for me to go to an art school for high school. I've even got to sing for President Obama before. So it's like really opened up doors. And then also I had a speech impediment growing up. I really struggled with saying R's. And like I said, was super shy. Yeah. Yeah. So my mom thought, again, pageants and being able to speak publicly or speak in an interview with strangers. She thought those would all be really great skills for me to have growing up. And she was right. 
has really benefited me. But it was that that got me started. And then through continuing and watching the other girls compete, continue to inspire me. And the last sort of ticker was that Miss America is one of the largest scholarship providers for women. So when I became a teenager and competed for Miss Virginia's Outstanding Teen, which is the little sister to Miss America, I won. And when I won, I won a full tuition scholarship for my undergraduate degree. So through competing in pageants, I've amassed over $100,000 that have really helped to pay for college and student loans, um, which we all know how that's not cheap. So it's been great. Yeah, that's amazing. I didn't realize that they had scholarship programs like yes, that. That's yeah. wow. You so for winning Miss DC alone, I won ten thousand dollars for scholarship, which is going to go to my student loans. Wow. Wow. Yes. Yeah. It's incredible. <laughs> so that's the thing. Like so many. And you have to think how many other young girls are probably just like me that want to continue their education and could really benefit from it but don't really know anything that the Miss America organization is about. So that's really also part of what I'm excited to do as Miss DC is show how necessary it is and how feasible it is for girls to be able to do, especially now that we've gotten rid of swimsuit, to be able to compete and be able to get money for their education. So it's the swimsuit competition is gone completely? It is gone. We no longer have swimsuit. And that was mainly because what we all know is that even no matter your size physically, it doesn't tell you how physically fit the person is. And yet we were being judged on more so how skinny we were than actual physical fitness. And as Miss America, as Miss DC, I never go anywhere in just my swimsuit. So (laughs) I think there was just the logical reasons of like, why are we doing this? Why are we making these girls parade around in a swimsuit? Who is this for? What does it really accomplish? And ultimately, I'm glad that they realized why are we making these girls do this to be able to continue their education and realize that it doesn't really match up with what they are about. Yeah, it's definitely a vestige of a bygone time. It sure is. (laughs) And to your point about that people don't realize like what Miss America is about, I mean... It's like we grew up knowing a certain kind of Miss America. And so me included, that was my assumption. It was still like that. Like, I didn't know that they had taken that. I knew they had changed some things. I mean, I kind of heard that Mm -hmm. in the news, but I really didn't pay that much attention to exactly what those changes are. But that is a wonderful change to make. (laughs) Yes, yes. We all love it. We all love it. I bet. bet. (laughs) No pressure. Just get out there and be half naked in front of an entire country. Yeah. (laughs) And to bring it back to Peloton, it's also changed the way I've thought about fitness because I competed in Miss America with swimsuit and after. And I definitely felt more pressure. I always loved the skin, the body that I was in, but my fitness felt different. Like it didn't feel like it was for me as much as it felt like it was for the 22nd moment that I was on stage. And now after competing, it really is wholly about myself and how I feel internally and mentally just feeling good about seeing the little gains, the little pop of muscle that I see now that really excites me and fuels me. And it's not necessarily about the stage or the performance. And so I also think that's a really neat part of it, too. That's fantastic. Does that change like how you look at things like does that change your approach to food or your approach to your relationship with your scale or anything like Mm -hmm. that? So I was never much of a scale person, which is a good thing. And same with eating. I eat anything. Okay. We all kind of hate you now. (laughs) (laughs) You're still young. That's gonna. My mom tells me all the time. She's like, one day. Yeah. Yeah. She's like, one day. I also try to tell myself that's also why I'm working out is for the one day. But if anything, it's made me be more considerate about the fact that it's even if my 
eating doesn't show in the physical sense, I still need to be concerned about, you know, diabetes or cholesterol. So I do now that I'm getting older, try to give some consideration to how much sweets that I'm eating or what that looks like just for health reasons. But I'm not a fan of like the folks that after the pageant are like scarfing down the pizza and are like, now I can finally eat the pizza. No, sure. I'm the girl that's eating the pizza 365 days out of the year. Like I don't take off. You're walking on stage with a slice. Yeah. You're like, yes, I I don't care. I mean, I love that about you, but I also kind of hate that about you. (laughs) (laughs) Fair, fair. (laughs) So are you comfortable sharing your leaderboard name or is that something you want to keep to yourself? Oh, no, 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 no. You guys can totally know. So before my initials are ATM, before my leaderboard name was AT Money Machine. <laughs> but I got some advice to change it upon winning. So now it is Miss DC 2021. And oh, I'm on the leaderboard. I yeah. love it. Oh, well, that's yes. amazing. And hopefully you get to change it again in to December. Miss America. <laughs> right? That'd be crazy. Oh, my gosh. I got goosebumps for you. I know. <laughs> That's so incredible. Would be so cool. It is. So, do you have a uh, preferred instructor? I have a top three, but my top one would be Alex, just because he pushes really hard, and I vibe with that. I also love Kindle, and I love Cody. That's awesome. And Cody's on Dancing with the Stars, so I'm excited to watch him. Oh, we know, we know. know. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. we had to. We had to watch. We had to watch last night, and I posted. I was like, "Everybody, go vote!" (laughs) Yes, I'm so excited for him. Me too. It's so exciting. Okay, so do you watch Dancing with the Stars? Because I have a question for you. I have watched it in the past, but I'm not, I haven't watched it recently. Do they have like a follow-up show the next day? Like, how do we know what the results were from last night? When do we find I out? I don't think you're going to know until next week. Okay. But then I think once it gets closer to the end, they have like, the, they double up the shows. Okay. Okay. Oh. I needed to know that yeah. because Same. I got to be ready. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Gotta yes. Get my- yeah, I've never watched. I used to watch American Idol back in the day. And I watched So You Think oh. You Could Dance like a million years ago. Yeah. But yes. Yeah. Love those shows. <laughs> <laughs> love those shows so good but it makes you so nervous when you don't know and it feels similar competing like if you guys I watch bet. Miss America you will feel similarly nervous because the first thing they're going to do once it starts is narrow it down to 15 <gasps> so even though there's 51 of us that are competing you all will only see like 15 to 10 of us based on how they break it down oh my so, god are you scared that would scare the crap out of me <laughs> oh my gosh I will be more nervous come time but yeah. right now it's too far away I got a little bit nervous actually but it is far away <laughs> So well, I'm gonna we'll be watching back for a little bit. We'll be watching because now we've met you. I mean, yes. well, internet met you. Yeah. So like we gotta watch because we're vested and that's what the Peloton yeah. community does. So we will be yes. watching. <laughs> we will be rooting Thank for you. you. <laughs> Miss Missouri has a Peloton, she's gonna be mad. Well, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> she should have posted about it like yeah. <laughs> like that's, Andy did. <laughs> she got out hustle. Right? Yeah. <laughs> so do you have any advice for people who are just entering the world? of Peloton? I would definitely say stick with it. I loved it immediately. The only thing I probably didn't love at first was the seat. Amen. Because it's so thin. (laughs) But if you stick to it, you'll get used to it. I would say give it about a week or two. But just enjoy the process. Try to learn about the communities. I think the Peloton community has easily been one of the best parts of it. And another sort of selling point for me is getting to know the different hashtag names to join and taking part of that because then it makes the leaderboard way more fun and way more exciting. And even though I haven't met nearly all of the Peloton community, I still virtually like kind of know you all and... So then when you see each other on the board, it becomes really exciting to feel like you're riding with friends. What's your favorite hashtag? 
hashtag black girl magic. Nice. Yes. Yes. That's great. Courtney Snowden and gosh, oh, I'm going to Jessica Minardi and who else, Tom? Who else we interviewed from Black Girl Magic? Yes, Danielle Verway. How did I not remember? Danielle. Oh my gosh. Yes. So So uh, all wonderful ladies over there. Well, thank you so much for taking time out of what is clearly a busy day to join us because it sounds like they're all busy. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) No, thank you all for having me. It's so exciting. And like I said, I just really love the Peloton community. So when you all reached out and said we could do this, I was thrilled, absolutely thrilled. Because when I won, the Peloton community was the first one I went to on Facebook to say like, hey, guys, guess what just happened? And then the even neater part was that a former Miss America, Kim Aiken, also writes Peloton. No so way. Posted, like, guys, I'm going to Miss America. Kim Aiken commented and was like, Miss America here. Ah! Wishing you the best of luck. And it was like, so, I mean, you never know who's in the Peloton community. Like, you know, that's amazing. That is so cool. Wow. Yeah. Well, before we let you go, let everybody know where they can find you on social media. I'm assuming given what you do, you want to be found. Normally I give people an out, but I don't think you want to. (laughs) No. Yeah. (laughs) So to follow my Miss DC, Rain, you can follow me on Instagram at Miss America DC. And then you can follow my personal Instagram as well at wheres.ondo because it's a playoff of Where's Waldo. Gotcha. Um, and my family calls me Ondo for short. So yes, wheres.ondo and Miss America DC. Oh, that's wonderful. Awesome. And I just realized I have no idea where one could watch the Miss yes. America pageant. So let everybody so, know where they can see it. I will have to check back in with you on nope. that. We don't have the official channel. Oh, it's in between. I, gotcha. It's still up in the air. Yes, end. I don't know yet, but it will be December 16th at Mohegan Sun in Connecticut, the 100th Miss America. And once I find out the other details, I can send it you all's way to hope. Please do. Oh, that'd be great. If we get it in yes. time, we will say it as soon as this interview is over for the listener. We'll just want our yes. wrap up. Yes. We'll and if, and if, it's, it. if you don't have it for a while, if it's something you're not going to get right away, please reach out to me okay. and I will make sure and like we do our guest follow-ups uh, you know when we okay. have other yeah. episodes so like in december i will remind yes. everyone to watch yeah. so that will be very very cool we would love to do that and i just want to say that we wish you so much luck we are so excited for you yes. and i hope everything goes exactly the way you want it to and you have the happiest birthday ever either way <laughs> thank you all so much for having me again it was so great getting to virtually meet you all and i'm just yeah thank you thank you thank you. you too you have a good night all right Bye-bye. Bye. So I guess that brings this episode to a close. What, pray tell, do you have in store for people next week? <laughs> I am honored to say Michelle K, the Mich- one that writes all the episodes, or the- write all the episodes, <laughs> write all the article in shape about all the instructors. Well, um, so she really is okay. She is okay. And she's going to sit down with us and talk about the world of Shape Magazine and how she talks to all of your favorite Peloton instructors. Yes. They're all on her speed dial. They are. Not that speed dial is a thing anymore. No, it's more like they're- their, their Zoom dial. Yes. They're not on her speed dial. They're in her Rolodex. <laughs> Because I'm 100 years old. <laughs> You're going backwards, honey. Yes. This is not helping. <laughs> so until next week, where can people find you? People can find me on the Facebook since we're going old. <laughs> and uh, that's at Facebook.com slash Crystal D. O'Keefe. They can find me on Instagram, Twitter, the bike, and of course, the tread at Clip Out Crystal. And they can find me on Twitter at Roger Kubert or on FB.com slash Tom O'Keefe. Yes, that will work. It will. I believe you. <laughs> you can also find the show online at uh, Facebook.com slash the clip out while you're there. Like the page, join the group and don't forget our YouTube channel, YouTube.com slash the clip out. So that's it for this one. Thanks for tuning in. And until next time, keep pedaling and running. Running.